Oh, hey there, folks. It's that time again. It's Thursday. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here this week. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, you knew, you, you had to know what I was going to write about this week, right? Like you, <clears throat> you had to see it coming. If you didn't, you don't know me very well. You, uh, you might not be a regular, <clears throat> regular follower here. Um, you knew I had to go after Texas, right? Like that shit's just unbelievable. Um, and, uh, you know, first of all, um, to me, and I, I try to address uh, both of these aspects of it and, um, in, the, in the column, so which I'm going to get to here in a second. But, the, you know, when you, when you really try to break this down into it, because you almost have to, it's so almost mind, overwhelmingly mind-numbing uh, of how grotesque this whole situation is uh, with the abortion ban in the state of Texas. Um, the first part of it for me, and when I, when I first, when it first, uh, the, the news of it first came out, I, the thing that hit me, um, was, oh my gosh, I, I have a penis. (laughs) I, who the hell am I as a man who've never, uh, actually carried a, a human being in my in any part of my body, never mind a uterus that I don't have. Um, how how dare I? How could I even think to begin to tell somebody else what they have to do with their body? But apparently, a shit ton of congressmen in um, in the state of Texas think that they have every right to do just that. And you know, I was raised by a single mom, and maybe uh, that plays a big part of like the whole. Uh, feminist aspect of it for me the idea of the autonomy of women the free right of women um and the the just absurd double standard that exists here that uh, men have no consequences for sexual activity uh but seemingly women do um and that that all of the all of the responsibility um you know always falls on women and i'll tell you what if uh, men could get pregnant, there is no way those flipping hypocritical assholes would be passing that bill. <laughs> Not a fucking chance. Um, and that's a big part of what gets me uh, just absolutely steamed about that. Um, and the fact that I have a daughter. Now, my daughter will never live in the state of Texas, heaven forbid. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't see this as a, as a larger problem than just hers. Because I understand that there are lots of fathers in the state of Texas who have daughters who might be faced with this exact set of circumstances. Never mind the fact of rape and incest, right? Just somebody who had sex, just like, gosh knows, as a high school boy and a college boy, how many times did I have sex? Exactly how many times I could have sex. <laughs> you know? And, um, and so to sit there and judgment um, and suggest that women should be the only ones to carry forth the consequences of those actions uh, was just abhorrent to me. Um, I just don't understand how any man, any man, um, could have the audacity uh, to vote 
uh, on something that they just they have no comprehension of. Um, and then the second part of this uh, immediately floated back to me is how is this even possible? How, how have we gotten to a state in our society where 60%, 60%, you can't get 60% of anybody to agree on anything. You can't even, you can barely get 60% of people to take a vaccine, which is obvious. Um, <clears throat> and here we are sitting there saying that 60% of people in this country oppose overturning Roe versus Wade, and yet somehow the 40%, right, less than, far less, somehow are able to impose their will on the majority. And how, how does that happen? And I wrote about it, you know, I, I, I thought back to the piece I wrote um, called I Double Dare You Republicans, uh, and it was back uh, in October, right after uh, Ruth, Bader, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, um, and these, I mean, I wrote about it back then, and oh God, if 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 the great RBG could be alive still today, she would take a can of whoop ass to these fucking assholes because she, they are trouncing on her legacy. Here is a woman who spent her entire career advocating for the rights of women. And they used used her death in order to pass their agenda, their anti-abortion agenda. It is their anti-woman agenda, by the way. And it doesn't just stop there. Their agenda on the right is truly anti-woman. And, um, and taking away the autonomy of women for themselves. And by the way, I'm not pro-abortion. You know, this is the confusing part: um, is that somehow or another, uh, people equate pro-choice with pro-abortion. I'm not pro-abortion. I think abortion is horrible. I, I believe it was Jimmy Carter that said that abortion should be um, safe and rare, and hell and um, and healthy. <laughs> um, I'm totally butchering his phrase right there. It was off the top of my head. But in any case, they should be rare. <clears throat> but they should have a choice. Women should have the choice over what to do with their body. And um, in any case, that, that is clearly the agenda on the plate here, is uh, taking away women's rights. <clears throat> so you go, how, did, how is it that um, that, that happened? Well, right, our, it goes back, and I, I really highly urge you to read the piece, uh, I Double Dog Dare You. Uh, Republicans, because in the end, it goes back to uh, 2016 when Antoine Scalia died in uh, February. February, a full, what, uh, nine months before, uh, almost a full calendar year before the presidential election. And all these Republicans refused, they refused to have a hearing because they controlled the Senate at the time. And they refused to even have hearings for uh, the uh, for um, <laughs> sorry for Obama's uh, nominee Merrick Garland um, again Obama like it makes his choice uh, nowhere in the Constitution does it in any way suggest that there's a time limit um, that you know a president can't name um, a replacement uh, his appointee for the Supreme Court. 
um, in an election year, and the Senate Republicans completely lied. Um, they were made up some quote unquote Biden rule, which never existed, is complete fallacy and is not historical precedent, nor is it even good policy. Um, nothing, if you think about it, election years or every four years, that would suggest that every fourth year, no one can get anything done in this country. That is absurd. Um, and so they said there and said, oh, well, we can't have a hearing on Merrick Garland because it's, you know, it's in an election year. And then turned around those hypocritical fucking bastards and did exactly that. After four years before sitting there and saying that the precedent was, oh, you can't have a you can't have a Supreme Court justice hearing during an election year, sat there and turned around and did just that in 2020. And by the way, that uh, Ginsburg's death was just weeks before the presidential election. And they sat there and said, oh, no, 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 no. We'll rush through Amy Comey Barrett. The Republicans lie and cheat. And I don't want to hear, I, just stop. If you are a Republican and you actually listen to this podcast, stop. You have no goddamn case, none. If you try to sit there and tell me otherwise, that you don't, that your party doesn't steal power, that they don't lie and cheat and hypocritically turn on themselves in order to get their way. You have no conscience. You have no intelligence. You have no argument to, in any way, shape, or form. After what happened with the Merrick Garland appointee versus the Amy Comey Barrett, I, I sat there and said, I double dog dare you. Go right ahead. Try, try to justify how. You could sit there and say, oh, we can't have a hearing for Merrick Garland because he was appointed in February of a presidential year, but we can rush through Amy Comey Barrett, who was nominated just weeks before the actual election itself. Go ahead and try it. Either you have no spine, no moral integrity, or absolutely zero brain. I'm sorry, there's no way that you can justify it. None. And yet they did. And so Republic, the Republican Party, and don't sit there and tell me both parties do it. No, they don't. No, give me an example of when they did. When did we steal a Supreme Court seat? When? When? Tell me. I'm here. I'm listening. You can give Fave back on this podcast. Please, go right ahead. No, that is a sham and a lie. And because of them stealing seats, now, I've alluded to this statistic in the piece, but it's really important that the people, this, people of this country know this. The Republicans have won the popular vote in a presidential election once, once since 1992. That is 30 years. 30 years they have won the popular vote in one election, presidential election, and somehow or another, they have a six to three majority on the Supreme Court. This is not how our democracy was supposed to function. Ah, oh. in any case, before I get even more worked up, I better get to the column. This is, everything's definitely not better in Texas. By the way, before I do begin, I hated Texas before this. I think Texas is awful. I live in Colorado, and <clears throat> uh, I'd say almost a majority of our tourists are from Texas. I'm sorry if, if you all are from Texas, and I do have a good friend of mine. Hi, Rebecca. Um, you're the exception. You're awesome. <laughs> My ex-girlfriend from college, she's terrific. Um, 
but that whole state can go suck itself. Um, <laughs> like, and, and by the way, they're probably going to have to now, because if I were a woman in Texas, I wouldn't fuck some guy in Texas. I'd be like, you know what? You're done. I'm, I, if I was a woman in Texas, I would tell every single man in the state that they can go suck and fuck themselves from this point forward. Um, but in any case, uh, the whole state of Texas, man, like they, they just they could not be more obnoxious and more uh, self-indulgent and self-righteous. So with that in mind, everything's definitely not better in Texas. They like to say that everything is bigger in Texas. Well, there must be some truth in that postulation, because if Governor Greg Abbott and the men in the state, uh, Texas state legislature think they have the right to tell women what to do with their bodies... They have balls the size of an El Paso steer. By the way, I, I did get a comment uh, this morning that suggested that a steer is not uh, a male cow. I apologize for not knowing my, <laughs> for not being very hip on my farm lingo. The recent abortion bill passed in Texas puts a bounty on women's heads and or more literally their wombs and any potential accessory who aids them in receiving an abortion. They'll even give you a $10,000 reward for turning in her freaking Uber driver for crying out loud. And with that came the first of what is sure to be an all-out assault on Roe versus Wade and the women's reproductive rights it's protected for nearly half a century. How dare you, Texas? How fucking dare you? Of the 84 Texas state representatives that voted for this catastrophe, 76 of them were men. Seventy fucking six. And of the 18 senators that passed it, 11 were men. And I don't need to tell you that Greg Abbott is a man, or at least so he claims to be, despite significant indications to the contrary. (laughs) Where in hell do men get off telling women what they must do in the often emotionally complicated and excruciating decision making regarding their pregnancy? At no level of this legislation is there accountability for the men who impregnate them. At no level is there even a simple, basic understanding of the plight of women who have been the victim of rape or incest. At no level is there even a recognition of the trials and tribulations of what it means to be a woman, especially in the supposedly great state of Texas, which is beginning to look a lot more like Afghanistan than anything our founding fathers had envisioned. And it's not just Texas. Soon, every state south of the old Mason-Dixon line will pass similar uh, legislation restricting women's autonomy. In much the same way, the religious fundamentalism of Sharia law that they are all so concerned about is indoctrinated in Muslim countries. And why? Because our broken democracy shrugged its shoulders and looked the other way as Republicans literally stole seats on the Supreme Court of the United States. I told you this was going to happen in my column the week after RGB passed. And the hypocritical slimeballs on the right side of the Senate changed their own bullshittiest rules from just four years before when they refused to even have hearings for Merrick Garland to replace Scalia, who died in February, only to then confirm Amy Comey Barrett just weeks before the November election. They have lied and cheated their way to a 6-3 supermajority on the Supreme Court, all despite having lost the popular vote in every single presidential election but one since 1992. By the way, if you're wondering which one that is, it was the second 
uh, George W. Bush victory over John Kerry. This is not how a healthy democracy works. With a corrupt minority imposing their will on others in order to deprive a majority of the population of their rights, all in the sanctimonious righteousness of believing they have the God-given right to tell women what they should do with their bodies. Pro-choice does not mean that you are pro-abortion. It just means that you have enough common sense and decency to know when to mind your own damn business and not interfere in the incredibly difficult choice many pregnant women have to make. A choice the men who voted for this bill will never know because <clears throat> while they, many of these hypocritical assholes may have knocked up someone at some point in their lives, they have never had to be the ones to deal with the repercussions of their own sexual escapades. No, some men seem perfectly content to cast judgment from way on high, all while getting to do whatever the hell they want without any consequences whatsoever. Or, as Ophelia so brilliantly suggests to her brother Laertes in Shakespeare's Hamlet, and yes, we're going pure Shakespeare on this podcast, do not, as some ungracious pastors do, show me the steep and thorny way to heaven, whiles like a puffed and reckless libertine, himself the primrose path of dalliance treads, and wrecks not his own reed. Always one of my favorite feminist quotes from Shakespeare. The fact that this comes from the same crowd who like to tout themselves as the purveyors of freedom, when really the only freedom they are interested in is the freedom to tell others what to do, is an irony so convoluted that it would indeed be laughable if the consequences were not so profoundly tragic. The fact that it comes from men who have no idea what it means to be pregnant or carry to term a baby you never wanted while the person you had sex with goes about his merry business is an insult to what it means to be a woman. As a man, I do not even try to claim an understanding of what that must be like, but a dear friend of mine gave me a glimmer of an insight many years ago. A college student in Indiana while I was in grad school at the University of Vermont, she called me in hysterics late one evening after having had an abortion in that conservative state. Already deeply vexed over her decision to end a pregnancy from a one-night stand that he simply walked away from, she recounted to me the horrors of being forced to wade through a sea of Planned Parenthood protesters, who screamed obscenities at her filled with moral judgment and aspersions that made her question her very soul. As if that was not enough, <clears throat> she then had to sit down and watch a horrifying video filled with images that still haunt her to this day. I stayed with her on the phone well into the wee hours of the evening, knowing then and there that I would never think to question a woman's right to make her own agonizing decision. Even as I sit here now, I cannot imagine the plight many women will face as a bunch of falsely pious old men assert their authority over their reproductive organs. I can only hope women see this for the true power and pussy grab that it really is and stand up to vote every single one of these unconscionable douchebags out of office. Even more so, I hope each and every woman, except my girlfriend, of course, decides to tell men to go fuck themselves, both figuratively and literally. Maybe then, and only then, will they finally learn to keep their lecherous hands 
themselves. All right, folks, that is it for this week. We, I am out of here. <laughs> and uh, I really appreciate you joining us for what is certainly, uh, yeah, it was an angry one today, folks. I'm sorry. Uh, deservedly so. Fuck those Texas assholes. <laughs> or actually, don't fuck them. Like, seriously. Uh, I, I'm fairly certain that the wives and family of the uh, Texas State Legislature are hardly listening to this podcast. But if you are married to one of them and you do happen to listen to this, like, don't fuck them. Like, don't. In any case, y'all, see you next Thursday. Peace out.